0: Today we're talking with Elohim himself, and uh, he has been talking and uh, talk, uh, telling me what he would like to talk to us. I was just impressed by his uh, presence and the greatness of his name, how he comes, and he talks to us. Uh, remember that uh, last week on a Sunday, we were sharing the word uh, Elohim. And uh, in that uh, uh, specification of uh, him as uh, Elohim, we said when God comes to his children, he moves uh, in the level of Elohim, the word Elohim. As I explained it last week, Elohim means God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. They all come together and they descend to create a human being and to make them the image of God. I want you to retain that word, the image of God. is very important. As God moves on earth and he came to make, after all, the last person was a being that he called, a being of his image, human being. That is very important. We're going to see that today. But the message here is about teaming up with Elohim. Well, let me just do a few statements. If you can see Elohim himself, he's God in a team because he's God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, God in the team. Being God in the team, let me make first this uh, declaration, because when he descended on this earth, he wanted to do all things, and after all, to make a human being. And when he created a human being, he created him in his own image. When you look at the image of Elohim, let me just go first. In the book uh, of uh, Genesis, where we can uh, look, look at uh, this uh, uh, chapter 1, that says, in the beginning, when God created the universe, which means uh, God created the universe in the beginning. If you can see it uh, uh, in the King James, it says, in the beginning, God created uh, the heavens. Now, down there, and God says, God came to a place where He says, uh, uh, "I want you to to see." And God said, "He want to bring uh, and to make uh, a man on His own image." So when God came and He says, "I want to make a uh, letter, let, uh, He didn't say, uh, He didn't say that uh, I would like to make uh, a man in my own image, but." And God said in 24, uh, let the earth bring forth the living creatures after its kind, cattle and creeping things and beasts of the earth, and after its kind. and it it was so. So God made these all things, and you can see, but he didn't say they are of his image. 26, he says, and God said, let us make, that's where we get uh, the word of God in 26, The word God is a God Elohim. Yeah, the word God, from the verse 1, is just painting God Elohim. He says, let us. In this way now, is bringing the all full of himself. He's using the, let us make. And then when he was saying, let us make, he was speaking to the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. We make men in our own image. Now look at this word we make men in our own, uh, our image. Now, where's the image of God here? Yeah. People are looking maybe the way we look like, uh, Our we've got the nose, we've got the eyes, we've got the ears, maybe the fashion, the picture, who we are. But if you look nicely, it says, let's make men in our own image. Which image that he wanted to make? Yeah, God uh, is being seen as a uh, three in one the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, Elohim. So he said, let us make men in our own image, which means let us make men who will appear in three ways like we are. That's the image. will appear in three ways as we are. If we can go quickly just to bring this picture together, that's why you and me, we have been created in the image of God we have a body, we have the soul, and we have the spirit. We are also three in one. But when you refer to yourself, you don't refer as us, you refer like me. That's why when God comes as Elohim, when he speaks, he speaks as in singular, but in his essence, is three in one. This is where he discovered the three in one by saying, "Let us make man in our own image." That's why we are being created in the image of God, not in the just likeness of having the fashion like um, the faces God, but uh, we are being in the image of God when we are those being that have body, spirit, and soul, three in one. All right, then. Uh, if he goes down there, God is speaking about, even though you are three in one in yourself, but he wanted to create another three in one like you. That's why he brought women and men together. And he wanted them to multiply on earth. What is the reason he want to multiply them on earth? In this time, God has only created the things, but is not yet moving on the planet earth. He would like to have a team that will move for him. He says, let us make this man that will move on this earth for us, to have dominion on these all creatures and to manage them for us. That was the initial plan of God. Well, as you know, the story of Genesis and what happened, we may ask ourselves a question. Did God, after the fall of man, left his purpose? Or does he still have his purpose? And I want to bring one thing here he is uh, the God of a team. He comes in a team. Elohim is God uh, in a team, a team of three. He wants to work on earth with a team. And when he comes on earth, he would like the, the team to move on uh, with uh, his presence. Did he? Maybe is a plan because men sinned? No. He only brought other dimension after the fall of men. But his purpose is still the same. He works in the team. And this is what we, we're going to see today. The first declaration I would like to, 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 to talk about the team first of all is that God created, created uh, the whole thing in his own image. And uh, he moves as a Elohim. When he moves, he moves in the team. That's one, you know it. The second declaration is uh, when God train a team, he doesn't train the whole team for one person. But he, 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 he's uh, training the person for the whole team. He may come and choose you and he trains you for the team. He doesn't train the whole team just for you alone, which means he's a goal of the team. That's where everyone playing in the team, when even players can score in the team, even their greatest players, but the all glory go back to the team. As in the team of Elohim, even we may be more powerful like Peter, like Paul, like anyone, in our warrior the whole thing goes back to the glory of the Elohim, the team, is the one that reaping the glory. This is what uh, I wanted to emphasize the first of all, before we can go, seeing ourselves as the team, we may have a different talents and different things as God himself gives them to us, but the whole thing must be seen as when he chooses us, he would like, uh, to move in his glory, and to have everything under his control. That's the Elohim that we're busy talking with today. This was just the introduction of what the Elohim want to talk to us tonight. But teaming up with him, I want to start with something that is very important. And that can also bless you right as you're hearing me. The Bible says that faith comes from hearing, and hearing comes from uh, the word of God. Then you can see right there, very well, that faith comes from hearing. But you don't just uh, get faith from hearing, but you get faith from hearing from someone. Someone needs to speak a word, and is the word of that person that can create faith. In the biblical way, we can see that faith doesn't come just from anyone speaking anything. People in the world, they've got motivational speakers. Now you can be positive by being being motivated by someone. Anyone can motivate you. Anyone can bring a word of encouragement to you. It's up to you to take it. But when it comes to faith, Faith doesn't come from motivational speakers, doesn't come from anybody. Faith comes from the hearing of the word of God. God is the owner of faith. And only when he, God, speaks, the true faith is being generated in the life of the people. Now, the God that we're talking here is the same God that we said is Elohim. If we say that faith comes from hearing, and hearing from God, it means faith comes from hearing, and hearing from the Elohim, hearing from the three in one, hearing from God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Wow, that is very, very important that we we may understand that very well. It might be the Holy Spirit speaking, or Jesus speaking, or the Father himself speaking. And as long as one of them is speaking, faith will be created into the heart of the hearers, the listeners who listen to God, who is the qualified one to receive faith. Not that very important. It's all coming from God. Faith can only come from hearing and hearing from the word of God. But now, God wants to team up with some human being. That have been created in his own image to whom he can speak the word. And when he speaks the word, those people there can become the instrument. Now, when they are the instrument of God, they're still carrying the presence of God inside of their lives. And when they speak to others, the people that hear them, when they hear them, they hear the Elohim speaking inside of them. And this is. Uh, what god is calling you tonight he says i am god of a team i moved on earth as a team and when i moved on earth as a team i would like to have also a team he called them my children and that team i would like to use them he comes as a team he moves in the team to speak to the team of human being and god would like to team up with you tonight and tell you You're not just existing on this earth just to do your own thing, but you're existing on this earth as a team of God, to team up with God. Out or around you, somewhere there, there are people that are waiting a person like you to stand up and speak something to them for them to have life. And you are the only one that God is waiting, and you would like to use you and to speak to those people so that they can hear him speaking, they can hear Elohim speaking, and faith can be created inside of them. Maybe that might be, you might use the word of God in different mediums, like, for instance, SMSing someone, or praying for someone, or prophesying for someone, or preaching someone, but... All the offering is that you're transmitting the message of Elohim to that person. That person maybe is on his way to die or in the way to have a trouble in Israel. Or oh, he's having trouble already, but he cannot accept that unless God speaks to him to change the situation. Yes, faith comes from hearing. Paul said, how will they know him if they've never heard of him? That's what Paul said. Now, Elohim speaks, but how will they hear Elohim? Those people in the world, Paul said, how will they hear Elohim if there's no one speaking? And then Paul goes on in the question and says, how will they go and speak if they've never been sent? So now you can see the process. How will, he hear? how will they hear him if there's no one who speaks to them? And how will they speak if they were not sent? So this is the whole process. God is speaking. But you can't see God unless God uses people that are around you that were working with him or walking with him. And it's through those people that you can hear him and you can have faith. Well, I would like today to go back with you in the book of Genesis, in the world here, we have uh, this being that we call, they were not just beings, but they were the authority of God uh, in the flesh. In the word of God, we've got two ways of understanding his kingdom. The first one that we do have is uh, God residency and God presidency, and maybe, as I hear the Holy Spirit says, stand on those two words and explain them to my children so that they can see, God presidency and God residency. Yeah, we're not talking the manner of uh, those who work with God as a workers or work with God as a friend. We are talking in the level of those who work with God as a God's children. When we come to God's children, we've got two levels of God's children. We've got children of God who moves in God's residency. And we've got children of God who moves into God's presidency. So now, a lot of teachings and messages that we preach all around here are showing us like, uh, God is just someone who sit down there and come to us and ask us if we can join him, if we can be with him and so love the world. And then uh, he's just waiting for us to choose him. And uh, the thing is that we are all asking people, if you can just give your life to Jesus, if you can just uh, love him, he loves you already. But we don't see the other part of God, even though God so loved the world. Even though we are called to give our life to God, but we have to see the other part of God is the God of a covenant. When we see the word covenant, is the coming together of two parties. When it comes with the two parties, which means it gives you your side, your share of what you should do, but you should also look at his side what is also requiring from you. Well, when we move into the level of being children of God, this is not the whole thing. But the good news first is when you move in the level of being a child of God because you've given your life to Jesus, what's happening, Jesus said, my father and me, including the Holy Spirit, we shall come into your life and we'll make our dwelling inside of you. That's the first notion of God residency, whoever who is has Elohim inside of him, which means you have the God, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit, is really a child of God. But uh, when God stays there as a resident, he is with you, the type of those children of God that have God as a resident inside of them, what's happening with them. These people can pray, these people can see the presence of God inside of them. But God is just staying inside of them and they may even go and meet God in heaven. They may even go and see God in heaven and be with him. But uh, that whole thing doesn't really make them uh, to move in the great level. They still have a freedom of doing things on their own. They might refer to God, God is still inside of them. They might talk to God, God still will listen to them and will be with them. They might be praying and walking and they will feel the presence of God all the time. There's nothing wrong with that. But the disadvantage of that, they might tell God to move out of their lives and they might choose to go back in the world and live again the way that they want to to live. Although they were children of God, already they had the presence of God inside of them, they had God Elohim inside of them, but they still have the power to say to God to move because God is just a resident. They cooperate with him. He leads them. He even answers them. He even lives with them because they are just having God as a resident in their life. God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, they are there. We've seen so many people in the kingdom of God that have been with the Lord and they've been doing greater miracles and even praying a lot and even standing in the kingdom of God. Later on, you see them backsliding. They leave the things of God. You wonder how these people were moving in these mighty things of the kingdom of God. But all of a sudden, they changed the way of living. They crook the world and they become like they've never known God in their lives. Must we say God wasn't inside of them? must we go, God wasn't moving or hearing their prayers. No, God was always always inside of them and he was moving and doing great things inside of them. But they were having God as resident. He was there cooperating with them. He was there answering to their prayers, but he wasn't uh, fully in control of everything inside of them. They own their lives, they share their life with Christ, but Christ didn't own their lives. And that's why in that level, Even when a child of God, many that we do have today, they live in the level of having God resident. Those people like that, even when the trumpet can blow today, they will still make it, they will still see Jesus, they will still be with God if they still have the Elohim inside of them. If their days on this earth are finished and they go where God is, they will meet Him. There's no problem in, in that, but there's just a possibility that these children of God may, one day, by persecution and tribulation, or by their own choice, leave the side of God and live their own way as they want to live. But the message tonight, God would like you to team up with Him. He want to move with you into the level of uh, having a great faith, and that faith there that can make you. Uh, establish the power of the Lord uh, into your generation and around you. People with you, they would like to hear from you. People with you, they would like uh, to stand with you by seeing you. You're not just uh, a, a, somebody who has uh, God as a resident, but uh, you become uh, the giver of faith. Why? Because you receive faith from the Elohim and you transmitting it uh, to others. That's why we move in the level of God Presidency. God Presidency, the difference in our writing is just in that simple word that before the residence, we put the P and put and the P makes, just that P makes a president. So he was a resident, but we put a P before the R and we make God not only resident, but president. Now when Gora is the president and the resident, he's the resident and the president. Now not one finger in a country, not all residents of the country can rule the country. The people that can rule the country are first of all, the resident of that country or the citizen of that country. Secondly, they've shifted They've moved in the higher level, not only to be the citizen, but they are in the level of authority. They are in the presidency. Those one in the presidency are the one that will rule the country while the rest of the people can stay resident. That's why when we are in the Lord, there are people that are called just children of God because they have Elohim inside of them. They've made their all best to be children of God. And God have accepted them, but they are just children of God, but they are not a part of uh, the greater rulership of the kingdom of God. I want you to see that very well, and that can help you tonight. This is what, in the beginning, I put the verse here that we can uh, uh, look and see nicely. Uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 1. It is said, let a man so account us as of ministers of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. I just want to read it in different versions for you to, to understand it very well so that I can explain what the Holy Spirit is busy talking. and says, people should think of us as a servant of Christ and managers who are entrusted with God's mysteries. Wow. And then verse 2 says, managers are required to be trustworthy. Now, I want you to look at the first one there nicely to see what uh, the Bible said. People should uh, think of us as servants of Christ. And secondly, and managers who are entrusted with God's mysteries. So not every resident in the kingdom of God will be entrusted. Will be entrusted with uh, the mysteries of God. There are few people that will be chosen to be servants and to be managers that God will entrust the mysteries. There are mysteries of life of people. Mysteries that God will entrust. The mysteries of the kingdom, the mysteries of God. And you will go to those specific people and put those mysteries inside. These people are not just the residents. Someone asked me the question and said they are also the people that we call the chosen. The bad thing about what people are talking about the chosen is like they see God coming and choosing. But what we can see behind the choosing is the fact that when someone meets some requirements, those requirements makes him to become somebody already. That's how God works. After being a resident in his kingdom, there are certain kind of a covenant that the Lord would like to have with the people. And if the people obey in that covenant, God makes those people to become his managers. That's the word chosen. He makes those people to become the managers. He can't just take these things and put them into anybody. He would like to come with a covenant and make them to understand that covenant. And when those people understand the walk of that covenant, God entrust mysteries inside of them. These are the people that we call the captain of heaven living on earth. These are the people that we call the pillars of God living on earth. They are they were people, and still we still have more people on earth since god created the earth from adam until today there are these people that we call divine beings these people are people that sit in the covenant of the kingdom of god they've been walking on this earth and they're still walking and they're carrying the mysteries of the kingdom of god and they're carrying the mysteries of the lives of human being one of the condition that I can give you is that these people, they've made God as a president, which means they don't own themselves. They reach the level of Paul. Paul says this, I'm no longer the one living. This is a crust living inside of me. These people have come to a, a point or a level where they are not them living anymore. They've realized that they have no choice for their lives their lives is just Jesus whatever he says is not even about again a matter of negotiating resident negotiate residents they can obey or they can choose not to obey and they can be and that uh, citizen cannot be revoked from them they are citizen but they can argue they can uh, adhere they can also be part of it or they can uh, but they are just uh, citizen, and they cannot be refused from being citizen. Children of God also, some people can obey, some people can follow the things of God. They can argue, and God will just keep them like that. They are my children, and he can understand them. But uh, when they move in the level of uh, being uh, the covenant people of God, they those who have made God as a, a president inside of them, Paul said, when they live in that level, they are no longer them living, but the Christ living inside of them. They have no choice. It's when God says they don't have even to think if they have to say yes, if they have to obey. There's no data window of obedience. There's no window of rebellions. There's no window of uh, following uh, whatever can come from their mind or their heart. All that they are is that uh, what God is. What God is and what God does, that's them. They move according to that. Those beings lived on this earth, and those beings were carrying faith, and that faith was tangible, and we still have those beings. The good part of those people in that level, called as people moving in that mysteries, ministries of God inside of them, is that it is impossible. Those are the ones that Jesus said, Whatever is in my hands, which means I'm in control, I'm in control of them. Whatever means even whoever who is in my hand, no one ever power to plug them out. So the resident can come out, can go anywhere. It's like when you bring uh, all the ministries uh, inside of a country, any resident can just take any passport and move from one country to go to another country. But it is not that easy for a minister of a country to just change his uh, uh, citizen and go somewhere He is in the hand of the government. He is in the hand of the authority. And when even he moves from one country to another one, he doesn't carry a normal passport. He carries what they call diplomatic passport. The people that have made God as a president, those people that is no longer them live, but is the Christ who is living inside of them, they don't move in the level of obedience. They live as God himself inside of them. Whatever God speaks, this is what they are. And whatever God does, this is what they do. And these people like that, God entrust mysteries. We have a few people that we can name in the Bible. 10 people that we can name in the Bible from Adam until to Noah. That generation was a generation of those being. I can tell you that generation from Adam to Noah were the generation that they were transmitting another potential power of faith. When I was reading that, I look at them, in that time, even they were in the fall, but those people, if you can read it from Genesis chapter four until to Genesis chapter five, they are the only people on this planet Earth that lived with the full Elohim inside of them and experienced most powerful ways of living of the power of the Holy Spirit. In those times, those people didn't really uh, miss the presence of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit was with them as God created the earth. Among them, you can see how faith was growing. That's why you can see a man like Abel that gave a great offering for God. You can see great people like Enoch, Enoch went to be with the Lord with his full body, and he never died. And you can see a man like Noah, who became the greatest among the human being by bringing another new world into this universe. But when I look at them nicely to see how these people were great, they were great because first of all, they started with God, they knew God himself. But, their faith were transmitted as they were knowing each other. And now look, Adam knew God. Adam never been taught about where God is. For him, it wasn't a matter of proving or hearing God was there. He knew him. He lived with him. Adam became so great with Eve together. They, even after the fall, they didn't doubt who was God. They were dealing with the mistake but they were not dealing with the presence of God because they knew God was there. That wasn't their problem. The problem was how to sort out their things with God. But to know God, that wasn't the matter. The generation of today has a double problem. They have faced the problem of knowing God and being assured if God is there. And secondly, now they start looking how they can sort out their problem and uh, fixing and lining it up uh, with the life of God by changing the life. That wasn't the part of Adam. Adam was just dealing with how to sort out his problem with God. But when it comes to God's presence, Adam didn't have any doubt. Adam knew him. It went from there, if I can go nicely, how they became powerful. That's why the people like Abel couldn't doubt God because they could see their father transmitted with a greater such a power inside of him, of the presence of God. Enosh Enosh lives 622 years after Adam and he was the seventh generation of Adam. Enosh met Adam. He knew Adam very well. He spoke with Adam. That's why from him, there was this greater faith inside of him. He was so great because he couldn't doubt God, the presence of God was there. Not only Enosh, Noah's a father, Lamech also lived almost a few years or 56 years with Adam. He knew Adam very well. He could see Enosh being taken and he could see also Adam was still there. So he grew up with faith. You wonder how Noah came in, knowing his father who knew Enoch and who knew Adam. And Noah knew Enoch. And these are all people that were carrying what we see here. Verse 1 of 1 Corinthians 4, people should look at us as managers who are entrusted with God's mysteries. They were looking at these people, people that were having God's presence, God's mysteries inside of them. Who are these beings that are called captain? Who are these beings that are called uh, 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 greater uh, ministers uh, in whom God entrusts the mysteries? These people are those ones that they don't carry just gift. No, they carry the presence of God. I think you might ask me, but the presence of God is with, with, is with us, all of us. Yes, for sure, the presence is with us. But sometimes when you move as a resident, people will see your gift, people will see everything that you can do. They can be amazed with God. But the people that have met God as a president and they are lining up with the people like I'm talking of the people from Adam to Noah, these people, they carry the presence of God in the fact that when you meet them, you don't just meet a gift. When you meet them, you meet the divine. When you meet them, you meet God. I don't know in your life, if you've already come to a place where when you meet somebody, you don't feel a gift. You don't feel a skills. You don't feel a motivation. You don't feel a, a whatever, but all that you feel when you meet that person, you meet God. You see God himself and you see the life of God coming, the pure life of God. You enter into a church. You don't feel the gift of the church. You don't feel the song of the church. You don't feel the prayer of the church. All that you feel, you see God alive there. And that is uh, not just the feeling or it's not just uh, a the, 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 the emotion, but uh, it is uh, you receive the life of God by just entering that uh, kind of prayer, by just entering into that relationship with that person. And what I mean here is that the moment you meet, just that moment, it doesn't take a thousand years to be there, just that moment you meet, That person or that church or that prayer or that verse, the moment you meet with, it changes your life. It installs the life, the full life of God, of Elohim inside of them or inside of you. And from that moment on, you can even count it, from that moment on, your life changes like this and turns all around and you never, never go back and you never, never like again the life behind you because of just that encounter with God. These are the people that are being seen in Genesis, how they were transmitting God inside of the people. They were the carriers of not only making you feel God, but have God inside of you. Not only to have God of a gift and fruit, but to have that essence of Elohim inside of you. Once God gave me that anointing, it's not anointing, moved me in that level of a. Uh, Think these things of the kingdom of God arriving in my life, and this is what God wants. If the world can move, is the world can change? You want those people that cannot move just in the gift, cannot just move in the emotion of a, a, a simple prayer, but you would like to have a capital people when they move in the world, people when they move in the families uh, into the homes uh, into the contact with any person. The people that they meet, the house where they go, these people they will meet not just the overwhelming presence of God that we get for a moment and then when we leave the place it's all normal again. No, God wants those people that will be walking in the life of someone when they walk in the person once he received that presence of the Lord, the life of the person changed forever and never go back and uh, those are people like that they are these people that uh, they will never be taken out of the hand of god and it is impossible for those people just uh, to lose salvation like that because they are like the apple of the eyes of the Lord is looking after them very well i said once i moved in uh, and i'm still moving in that uh, anointing but uh, in years back i never understood that God brought me to the level of that uh, covenant with him. I sometimes move in the road. Like a few years ago, I moved into this uh, library and I would like to read something. And then when I stand there, all of a sudden, the Lord said, just go and sit to that uh, table. There were two girls there. And go and speak with them. And this is in the library, they don't want people to talk. It must be all quiet. So I moved to that. Just I went quietly. And I said, girls, I know that you're studying here. But I would like to tell you that God loves you. And God will be with you today. Just that word, like that. And I moved. That was in that library of municipality of Kempton uh, um, Park. Now, when I moved out, I was down there. If you know that municipality, I just was uh, where the clinic is. And then then I was there, just, uh, I don't know what I was doing. And then I see these girls uh, running down from the steps and they came to me and then I recognized these are the girls that I spoke to into. So when they stopped before me and they look at me and they said, sir, can we talk to you? I said, of course, and said, and one said to me, are you Jesus? I said, no, I'm not. Are you the angel of the Lord? I said, maybe the angel I know is a messenger. That, then they look at me, they said, don't lie to us. I said, for sure, I'm not a Jesus. And then don't lie to us. People say they've seen God. People say in the Bible, they've seen angels. But don't lie to us, it is our time also. The moment you came in that uh, library at our table and you spoke to us, we saw God. You are God. You are Jesus. I said, no. They start screaming, we've seen Jesus. This is Jesus. So all that I did, run. There's a way to get out there as they were getting like mad. And then I got out. So when I said, what? What's happening here? Then I couldn't understand that whole story. After a few months, I was just walking in Central Avenue. I used to have my flat next day to uh old street that is next in Kempton in Park. And then when I walk, I was having a pastor that was uh, at 6 uh, PM, he came to visit me. And when uh, he came with me, he said, uh, I-, I would like to go. I said, no, let me see you out there. And then as we were going, and we passed uh, through the shops. That's where about uh, maybe six months Ego. Uh, I mean, only six months later after I met those guests. Uh, as we passing, it was by the saloon. We heard people praying in that saloon there, they closed the saloon full of people. And someone is preaching there as we pass next to Apsa Bank. And then I see that door of the saloon after we passed, we had Abster Bank, this door opens. And when it open, few people are coming out there, and they following us. And then when we said, we said, maybe they know. not. Looking at that, it was the same game. And then she said to the people in the prayer, that man, I adore you, Jesus is there. And they all came out from the, the, the room that they were following. Man of God, we see Jesus, this girl. So this girl apparently, after that, that uh, event, went by seeing God in that way, She went even to create a group of prayer based in that testimony. And she changed many people to an extent that they started a group of prayer in that room of a saloon. I was just a pastor next to me was just saying, this is amazing. What did you do to them? I said, I just told them that Jesus loved them. And this pastor looked at me and said, by the way, I can tell you that pastor also was touched by my ministry to come to the Lord. He never been a pastor. After being touched by the Lord, he became a pastor. The final stage, it was in the open day. As I was at the Bible Society, we were just dealing with something. I came out as going to the hospital. That was again, other months later. This girl came in the public and with a full of friend and says, we just want to worship the Lord. You are here. And then I look down and say, (laughs) what's happening? So what am I telling you is if the world that we see today would like to change, world cannot change. Motivation cannot change. Government promise cannot change. Things of the world cannot change. The only people that can give hope to the human being, the only people that can change people, is those people that will be able to walk on this life, not to show of who they are, but as that when they walk in their life, people see God. When people see God, they've been transformed by just seeing God. If we can have them walking on our streets, Walking everywhere, and people sing God and sing the presence of Elohim. That's the only hope that uh, has been left to the world, and only God can change the world. And tonight, the Lord says, "You are part of those people as you're listening to me." He said to me, "Everyone coming and listening to this message here, tell him he's a captain." Tell him he's being called to be a captain. Maybe you're not realizing it. he wanted to put not only gift, but to put himself in a way that he owns you, and is only him. And by you walking just right now, and I hear the Holy Spirit that uh, you must uh, uh, you must take uh, talk again about the other uh, uh, testimonies. Me and my wife, I think uh, we were walking again in Kempton Park. And as we walk like that, we didn't know who was looking at us. Just after that, my I mean, in that time, day, my wife was pregnant. And Joy was about uh, six months in the home of his mom. We moved and we went wherever we went after years. And then we came to an office. We see this man of God coming to us and nearly uh, kneeling and worshiping the Lord. And he's looking at us. And we would like to find out uh, what's going on. But the man of God looked at uh, us and spoke to the old people and says, this man of God. And we look down and says, I think the moment I saw you, your wife was pregnant and uh, your child might be 10 years right now. I said, where? He says, I saw you in that time. And in this time, here, yeah, it might be 10 years. I said, well, what are you talking about? And he said, the moment I saw you in that day and your wife was pregnant, in that time there, God told me, these are my ministers. These are our divine people on earth. Just in that moment, I turned my life like that and I started following God to be like you. And because of that, I became a pastor until today. I've seen you once only. I've seen you once only and I turned my life like that and I become a pastor today. Wow. He told me Elohim. He says, I work in the team. Tell them to move out of their life of misery, the life of complaint, the life of seeing themselves, if they can make it or not. Tell them, I'm waiting for them. I am a God of covenant. Yes, I live inside of them, but I want them to rule with me. I want them to live with me in my presidency. Tonight, I didn't take it as just a message. I take it as a prophetic word of telling you. He is calling you. What are you waiting for at the school, at the workplace, in your business? When you are there, what are you broadcasting? Are you broadcasting just the presence of you being a Christian as a child of God, as a gifted one, as a singer? God doesn't want that. That's the level just of the resident. He would like you to disappear so he can appear. He wants you to decrease so he can increase. Not a feeling, but a real life. When you walk in the streets, let them see a son of God, Elohim, moving. Let them see the Holy Spirit moving. Let them see God moving. No window of negotiation with God between you and his Word. No window of obedience or disobedience because you are all full for God. You don't argue here and there. He says yes. There's not even about thinking of what he says. Yes, he would like to dwell inside of you. People like you, God will fight for you. God will take your portion. God will take you and you become your cover. And you will present, you will take your face as his face. You are the face of the you are the face of God to the to to the universe, the face of, of the Lord to the people. You are the voice, what you speak there, even demon tremble. When you stand, when you cry, God doesn't have to think twice, he answered. When you pray, God reveals the things. He wants you to move in that level. I would like you to take this uh, captain of God. I want you to take it, uh, you servant of God, wherever you are. He's calling you tonight as a prophetic word that said, he cannot change the world with a gift alone. He cannot change the world with emotion all alone. He want to change the world with the people that have been transformed and have been taking their life uh, as a uh, Putting it as a sacrifice before the Lord and the Lord can only move and the people who see God through them. He wants you to get that. And it's not a message, but he chose you for that. That's why he's calling you come up. Team up with me. Team up with me. Let us change the world. Let us change the people. Let us bring them. Jesus alive on this earth. He is alive. People want to know him is alive. He is alive through you. He is alive through your prayer. He is alive through your presence. He is alive from your word. He is alive from your prophecy. He is there when you move. People will never change. They will stay with him. And they will never go back to the world. This is what God is calling you tonight. Go in the prayer. Go ask God. And say here I am your instrument. If you have spoken like this. Use me and you use you.